0: good morning and welcome to another edition of chatterbox radio i am your host michael derrick roberts and i'm coming to you this monday morning with a particularly particularly distressing but all too commonplace issue that is no riddle riddling american society across the board this morning in Tennessee some knucklehead we got a rifle a pistol a gun a firearm don't know but at the point I'm talking to you right now I don't know what firearm was used but a firearm was used to kill five people including three little children and two adults in get it a Christian school in Tennessee my how we love our guns, Bible, guns, and moonshine, all in that order. Imagine that. But this has become the numbing reality of American society today. So, as we say on this program, let's delve into it from a purely layman's perspective. I am not an expert on firearms, nor am I an expert on psychology, or any of the things that come to bear in the light of a tragedy like this, CNN, and all the corporate-owned news is going to trot out a set of experts, a set of law enforcement experts, set of weapons experts, and every other type of expert you could imagine to obfuscate, to cloud, to hide, and to gloss over the fact that guns kill people. If it was a stick of spaghetti that this guy had used to beat a child with, that child would still be alive. If it was a stick whatever length of stick you want to speculate a few welts on the skin but the child would be alive. If it was a strip of cloth cut from a bolt, the child would just be perhaps minor uh, suffer a minor inconvenience but those children would not have been dead today. when you carry a loaded, Firearm, whether it's a pistol, a revolver, or an AR 15, with intent to commit murder, the likelihood and the possibility of a mass criminal activity, as what happened today on March 27th in Tennessee, is likely to happen. The point is. You do not use an AR-15 or a Smith & Wesson or a Glock or a Tech-9 or whatever weapon it is to farm potatoes. It has but one and only one use value. That is to kill or and or maim people. That's it. There's no other use. It's not a deterrent to anything it's not a a part of society unfortunately it is part of the coercive arm of society and that is where we need to start this program you're listening to chatterbox radio that intro was just to set up what we're going to speak about for the next 30 minutes or so let's take let's move aside and away from the horrible tragedy and the unimaginable pain and anguish that five families are going through right now with the unnecessary loss of three little children and two adults in Tennessee. Let's let's step back. Let us reject the hype The normal shrines with flowers, they keep them in your prayers. I mean, we've been praying for an end to gun violence as far as back as the founding fathers. And it hasn't worked. So there is no reason for me to believe that prayers are going to work at this juncture. And I know what many of you may be out there saying about me, that Oh, you know, we need to do this, and prayers are the prayers do not work. Period. If it did, we wouldn't have gun violence. The amount of candles we lit, the amount of prayers we did, the amount of uh, no, the amount of shrines we made, the amount of flowers we brought, we, we, we brought, the amount of tears we cried, the amount of prosecution that the state or the federal government has enacted—it doesn't work. Let's be blunt doesn't work and as einstein and i agree with and i'm going to paraphrase him if you continue to do the same thing over and over and expect different results then that is the definition of madness i couldn't agree more so let's look at gun violence the people who want to buy own purchase more and more high-powered weapons and weapons in general, always hide behind the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. But I have a very, very simple response to this. Arms are not just the AR-15s or the Tech-9s or the Kal, the AK-47s. The, the the Glocks and the Tech-9s, the revolvers, the snub pistols, or whatever weapon that you fancy. Those are all arms. And again, so, so are bazookas. So are tanks. So, attack, so are attack helicopters. So when you make this Declaration that you have a right to bear arms. I'm sure the federal government would not take kindly to you trying to buy a bazooka. You may not even be able to buy them. You may not be able to buy a tank. You may not be able to buy an Apache helicopter because these are all military grade weapons. That's what they call military grade weapons. They're armaments. The U.S. is the largest. Seller of arms. It's called arms sale. Not tank sales or bazooka sales or M16 sales. It's called arms sale. USA does that. Now, when you as an individual hiding under or behind or wrapping yourself in the Second Amendment, talking about, well, this is my right to bear arms. You only have the right to buy certain arms. You really don't have a card blanch, blank check to buy any arms. You won't be allowed to buy an Ibrahim Stank, for example. You won't be allowed to buy a Stinger missile set. You won't be able to buy one of the large um, weapons that are now sold to Ukraine, one of the field cannons or what have you. To the Ukraine. You won't be able to buy that. So your right to bear arms is in fact a limited privilege. It's not a right. There's no such thing as rights in the United States. Your right can be taken away from you. Your citizenship can be taken away from you. Once the government deems it so, you could yell, scream, kick shout cause that's what's going to happen that is the rejection of democratic process that, that 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 happens in this country now we all everybody shouts and raves every time there is a shooting that guns don't kill for some flawed idiotic reason this narrative and rational every time there is a mass murder with an ar sixteen fifteen i 'm sorry, and other sundry weapons, you hear people falling back behind this utter debunked, stupid, backward, nonsense response as if it is not implied that in order for a weapon to shoot you. You have to pull the trigger. So while you, per se, is not the bullet, you use a weapon that had a projectile in it. Well, it's much the same way that if you would apply that logic to weapons, you may as well say, well, you know, I could put a teaspoon of arsenic in somebody's drink. They drink it, and they die because arsenic is a deadly poison and you can argue well arsenic don't kill people people kill people i probably would buy that arsenic don't kill people what about if you put a laxative in the drink the most will cause that person is to go to the bathroom but you put a poison a deadly poison in somebody's drink you can't Hide behind the fact that arsenic kills in this very same way if arsenic is you know on a shelf in a container that is controlled it can't kill anybody you literally have to take it and use it the same thing is true with a firearm in order for it to kill somebody you have to take it cock it load it And shoot it into that person that weapon kills you didn't hit that person with a powder puff you didn't take a pillow and hit that person on the top of the head with a pillow you took a weapon that you know is the giver the bringer of deadly force so that debunks the whole question Of guns don't kill a second amendment second amendment was written at a time when america had a very very low population it did not have an organized police force as as it has now and so even though people carried guns slaves and black folks weren't allowed to carry weapons it was only Privilege white people, women were not aff- allowed to have guns and any firearms. So the Second Amendment talks about the right to bear arms. That is in the context of a period of American history when there was no organized police force, when only a certain subset of the population were privileged and authorized to own weapons. Moreover, in those days, weapons were a necessity while hunting for game and other food. We didn't have a food industry that is developed like it is today. So, So that was that was the rationale for people owning and having weapons. Now, it was also a time when the US was putting together various fledgling. Um nascent uh, 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 law enforcement organization i e the militia and the militia were just a group of people that came together who had the right or uh, a right uh given to them by virtue of state and local law that they could own guns so they owned guns so that naturally um, was the the base from which local militias were drawn. They were gun-owning citizens but the vast majority of the populations didn't own arms so this proviso that the right of a citizenship the, the right to bear arms shall never be whatever 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 had nothing to do with the vast majority of society it was written primarily to protect white privilege slaves slave owners and others to be able to protect their property, i.e. black people, brown people, and others that they enslaved. The constitution written by people who owned slaves was therefore a part of asserting that right to have firearms to protect their property and their rights. So that has nothing to do with the society and everything else. So the hustle in 2023 and it it is that this is now used to justify a particular pathetic excuse for a society riddled with over 300 million guns in private hands and the consequence the intended consequence not the unintended consequence this is an intended consequence a natural result of that reckless approach by governments across the United States for people to own guns. We are at the halfway mark. You're listening to uh, Michael Derrick Roberts and you, lit- and you are listening to Shadowbox Radio, this, the podcast, the weekly podcast that speaks truth to power. We're on every Wednesday from one to 1.30pm, and likewise on Saturday from 1 to one thirty pm and we just want to say a sincere, sincere, and I'm so, right now, a mix of anger and frustration, and just, My heart goes out to these people in Tennessee who have lost three little children and two adults to another act of unmitigated, selfless, selfish gun violence. You listen to Chatterbox Radio. And we, as we say, always go behind the scenes. And tell the story of what's in the news and what makes up the news from a layman, ordinary person's point of view in ways that you can and understand. We unpack and debunk all of the spin that the, the, the media is going to, going to promote over this issue and other issues. We unpack them. We dissect them. And, you know, I'm going to tell you it in language that you can understand, simple language, I'll, 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 I'll come, at it, come, at it, come at these topics from a historical perspective and look at it as the a, as a question of the Second Amendment and the fact that, uh, the, 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 the fact and the, uh, of, of a great fallacy, if that's an oxymoron, I do not apologize for it, that guns don't kill people. This stupid, nonsensical thing. But American... America's fixation with guns goes deeper. I, I want to argue here today that the issue of gun violence in America and the love of guns in America is not just about Second Amendment rights. It is about an addiction to gun violence. Yes, as you heard that right. And if you know anything about addiction, be it crack, moonshine, whatever you're addicted to, the first things that happen on the road to recovery is that the addicted always denies that he or she is addicted. So the American love of guns is not just a fixation with implements that can kill but it is also in my own humble view and i'll start this program by saying i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a medical doctor but i'm just looking on at how these things happen you have young angry oh don't get me started on that one it used to be the rise of the angry black man i've always argued that anger is not a bad thing per se. it's just another way and means to communication. The problem with anger, and anger could be a disagreement over anything. You could have a disagreement with your spouse, your girlfriend, your mother, your dad, your friends, your co-workers. You can have angry disagreements, yes. Nothing is wrong with that. Here is the problem. When anger turns into violence, then it is no longer anger. Anger is the symptom. The disease is when you decide to pull a gun, a gun, and blow off somebody's head. That is an act of violence. Got like me? That's my rationality. I may be wrong, and if I'm wrong, you can. You can email me at PRStrategies at at PutOnMail.com. Again, PRStrategies at PutOnMail.com. Let me know if you think I'm wrong or if I'm right. You're listening to Chatterbox Radio. I'm your host, Mike Roberts. So let us continue along that line of reasoning that I've started to postulate about the fact that America not only has a, a, a love of guns, and, and, and a morbid adoration for firearms, but it also suffers from a chronic addiction to these guns and to violence on the whole. Let's nobody kid you. this is a violent society. We have normal, we have normalized violence in sport. Just look at ice hockey. Just look at how wrestling has become mega billion dollar quote-unquote sport just look at american football well i don't know if it's football but that's what it's called uh, it, it's about tackling and throwing people to the ground and all of the unintended consequences and the intended consequences that come as what is supposed to be what what it normally is a gladiatorial sport that is violence it is institutionalized and it is legalized it is Beamed into millions of households for profit. It is violence for profit. It's the nature of the society. Violence for profit. If you did a a a uplifting, uh, people-centered television program, it won't sell. No. Hollywood churns out, and let me say it again, um we're going to address hollywood in a, in a, in a another podcast hollywood is the greatest propaganda machine that has ever been perpetrated across the world and it is also the most successful one when an institution like hollywood can literally promote create and allow push course an entire population into having a love affair with all kind of violence and firearms that is success in a morbid sense the various police shows that defy reality of what police work should be they gun-toting westerns wiping out the indians and the other guys settling everything by violence this continues to be beamed in american homes every day and when the consequence of such consequence of such an action ends up in a school a christian school with three little children dead and two adults the first thing we talk about is oh, oh, our hearts go out to the parents. No parents should, should be subjected to this. Look at the shrines that have been, the makeshift shrine, The candles burning. We're going to have a vigil in the night. And then you hear the president come out and say, my heart goes out again for them. I I, I want the nation to pray for them until the very next act of violence with more and more people being murdered by high performing high powered rifles but guess what we don't want to ban them assault weapons even banning sensible common sense Legislation that would take assault rifles out of the hand of, hands of the general population is deemed as somehow a criminal act by government. The National Rifle Association stokes up the fair and, and 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 drives gun sales to the Senate every time one of these acts take place because it sends the message out that because of this and the actions quote-unquote, of one individual, the government is going to come and take your guns. That's what it's done. In short, the addiction is being fed by an organization that gives you the addiction. That gave you the addiction. It's being fed and driven by them. So, what is the solution? Point is... The solution is going to continue to elude us for for many years. Not millions of years, but many years. Because there is no political guts by politicians in Washington to address gun violence. None whatsoever. None. Secondly, it is about big money. American arms industry and arms manufacturers, manufacturers see the over 200 million American people in a, living in America today, America today as a huge market for gun sales. So ever so, every so often, you see the amount of ads that are sell, sold online, whole networks dedicated to the promotion of gun-and-gun ownership in this country. As as high as the Supreme Court is up the political and and legal ladder, they have enshrined the principle of anybody can own a gun. Look at their position on open carry. place like New York, that in the scheme of things, as as a large city, probably the largest city in America, most populous. New York City is home to 8.25 million people. We have isolated acts of gun violence by criminal elements, but not mass shooting. We had one in upstate New York where gun laws, you know, hunting and, and so forth is a feature of, of that, of that, of, of that um, part of New York State. But by and large, New York has escaped the state has escaped the scourge of gun violence that southern states are now notorious for. Why? Because New York has strict gun laws. And if you want to look at a big city and a big state where gun where elements of gun control and sensible gun tr- sensible gun tr- gun control legislation works, look at New York State. But that's not the example. Because the mentality in the in the states like Tennessee, where there's tremendous amount across where there are a number of a lot of gun violence and massacres by people carrying high-powered weapons, is this honking down that on, on the fact that the Constitution, a document that was written umpteen years ago, centuries ago, even is right now relevant in, 20, in in 2023 how insane is that this glorification of a great document yes written at a time to pres- to preserve white power I won't say right supremacy but white power in the nation a time when the population was very Small compared to what it is right now. You, there is great difficulty and pushback, even, to, attempt, common sense legislation that would save lives, as the experience of large industrialized countries all over the world have had. Australia has banned uh, assault rifles. Japan, just name it. Uh, England. Everybody else. We're the only ones that have not done common sense legislation because of the strength of the gun lobby, the supine, slavish, whorish nature of of politicians in the U.S. uh, Congress and their inability to preserve and protect American people and the lives of little children. That is the indictment of them. We're going to continue this program um, at a later date. Uh, you'll be listening to Chatterbox Radio. I'm your host, Michael Roberts. If you have any comments, agree, disagree, give me a call three four seven two seven nine six 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 eight, 347-279-6668. Or better yet, send me an email at prstrategies at and we will answer your questions. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy the rest of the coming week.